0: the preview for week 12. We've got four games, kind of underway at the moment, but we've already previewed those, so we're going to be talking about the rest of the games. I'm Homie, and as always, I'm joined by Cad. How are you, buddy?
1: Good, mate. Good, mate. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yes, happy Thanksgiving. I'm not sure what we say to each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, thanks for giving. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, we'll can, you, have can you, learn you explain our traditions? Yeah, can you explain to me what Thanksgiving is all about? Uh, I believe it's about turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's that. pilgrims involved.
0: <laughs> yes, I. I actually used to always get confused that it, I thought it was a like a build up to Christmas for them. I'm like they're just going early, yeah, it's and they just run it all the way. Yeah, all was a warning that the snow was coming. Like, okay. I thought, yeah, <laughs> like. We're alive before the snow hits. Well done, everyone. Let's get together, have a dinner, yep. and we'll survive.
1: And we'll bunker yeah. down for the winter. Yeah. Interesting yeah. call. Cool. We, we
0: might need to do some a bit more research. Maybe. <laughs> We're commenting on our American sport. We should, probably should understand their traditions.
1: I, I know yeah. that they they have a big Thanksgiving thing, obviously, with the football that's all on today, um, and John Madden was a big part of that. And there's the turkey legs that come out at the end of the game, if you've seen that.
0: Yeah, that that's also... Uncomfortable. How long has that turkey been sitting there? It does look uh, pretty
1: dry when it comes yeah, out, but I'm yeah, pretty sure it might be a turducken, which is no, that, John that's a straight.
0: Favorite. So that's a straight Turk. So he's got he's got two traditions, and it is called the John Madden Thanksgiving round now. Mm. Like they named it back in 2022. You'll see on their jerseys is a little um, like mine, like yep. that, but it has John Madden on it. Oh. Um yeah. So check that out today. I think it's orange and brown.
1: Have you had it a turducken?
0: Uh, no. Do you want to tell people what a turdakin is?
1: I'm pretty sure if I can get it in order, it's a turkey stuffed with a duck. Then that duck is then stuffed with a chicken. So you got mm-hmm. three birds in one. Sorry to Eddie Vegos out there. <laughs> it's <just Yeah>. like, <laughs> oh, warning, contact warning. Yeah, warning. Oh. Yeah. 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 We're inserting birds in birds, but it's a, uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I just don't imagine that it's like all three of them would be great separately. I can't see I why don't. you want to carve into all of them.
0: And the famous imagery of John Madden cutting the Tadurkin with his hand on yeah. live on television <laughs> is just, I'm not, you sort of, i got the Christmas coming up and it's like, you know, doing some recreations and it's like, oh, should I do that one? I cannot do that. No, that's, I don't think so. It feels like pure gluttony yeah.
1: to me. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, shall we jump into some news, homie, that's come up? Yeah, big news, Cad, big news. Huge news. So, in a and I guess in a near unprecedented move, the Steelers, uh, who are known basically for their loyalty and trust in their team and their coaches, you know, this it's them against the world type of thing, no matter what season they're having, has fired their coach, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator. So the head coach, Mark Tomlin, he stuck around, but they've gotten rid of Matt Canada, which I guess not surprising for any other team, homie, the Steelers' offense has definitely been struggling.
0: Yeah, this is, I think it's a positive move. Like I know we had spoken about the reluctance for the Steelers to make any changes, mm. but they need this.
1: Clearly. They, they it, clearly think it, they need it too because yeah. the last time the Steelers made a head coach or any coordinator fired mid-season was in 1941. And That's crazy to think yeah.
0: in, the, in the volatility of this game. Like we one win, one bad a coach can be fired for one bad performance to not do it to Pittsburgh to be like, no, nah, we're we back in the trend here. Yeah. We're yeah. about to people. It's that bad yeah. that we need yeah, to do this. Yeah, but it's funny because they've got a winning record at the moment and you think, yeah, yeah, surely. I think okay? maybe what that's the central Yeah, that, that Tomlin yeah, sees
1: that and goes, we could have a lot more. We, we have an offense that could actually work. But it, I think it's fair in the way that it's not working at all, really. In, yeah, in any clean and consistent way, despite the winning season. Um, look, I think the Steelers' offense were outgained, meaning the other team gained more offensive yards than them in 27 of the past 36 games with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. And Steelers' defense keeps them in games, but they need another, high off- like another side of the ball to actually get them going somewhere.
0: I think this also might save some players as well. I know Pickens has been... Not outspoken, but he's he's done enough on the social media to tell us that he's not happy, mm. and uh, um, and I think uh, I think they might just be telling us, kind of similar to the Raiders, he goes or we go, you yeah, kind of thing, it's you know, time. that kind of vibe, yeah. And uh, they've made the call, good on them.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I guess in some other coaching news that isn't nothing's confirmed here, but we did see a report come from Ian Rappaport, the uh, sports writer, that. The owner of the Washington Command is, is still consistent and still sure that he will be evaluating head coach Ron Rivera at the end of the season. It was noted at the beginning of the season, they've had a pretty devastating loss to the Giants last week, and so there is uh, still in the mix. He's t- told the media he will be very much evaluating Ron Rivera unless uh, they get a winning season by the end of this year, so... The coaching carousel. I can Ooh. hear the bells. I can hear the bells. Ooh, uh,
0: our official team will be getting, in, well, we're getting a new coach. And a
1: rebrand. Send Belichick can. over there. <laughs> don't send him to the oh. Chargers, please. Oh, please. Uh,
0: well, what's with that as well? It's like, I, I don't like them talking about a coach being at another club when the coach is still there.
1: Yeah. Right? Also a but, coach that they want to fire because he hasn't done a good job with the team. Yeah. And they're like, he could go to the Chargers. I was like, no, we just, we're just trying to get rid of one that hasn't done yeah. a good job. <laughs> What yeah, are you talking a, about? Do
0: we really want the dictatorship of Bill Belichick oh, to roll in? No, I, I, I think, think we see. need culture. That's a bad word, actually. He's not a dictator, but he is that old school style. I, yeah. I, I'm not overly fond of it.
1: I can whatsoever. I can understand that. I think my issue with Bill at the moment is just the failure to adapt to the modern game. That's what to I, change. That's what I see. Yeah, yeah he looks.
0: He looks like a genuine fossil out there sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like he should be in the museum with the dinosaurs. Like it, it looks he looks so foreign. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, there are games currently going on as we're recording some very interesting results from the first game. We won't spoil it for you because it's not done yet, but shall we head into the headliners on All right, homie. Can you start us off? What game have you got for us?
0: Well, I've got the Texans versus the Jags and AFC South divisional matchup here for the Ages CAD. Mm. Um, you know, we see the Jags seven and three. We've got the Texans six and four. So if the Texans win this game, they go equal top here in the division, opening up all opportunities. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. But
0: but to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ.
1: Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) To be the best, you've got to take out the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They've already beat them. Yeah. We we rewind and uh they've already beat them once this year, 37 to 17. It's uh so that's a you sort of go, ooh,
1: yeah, where are we at already? And you You think back then we were thinking, okay, this is just one of those things, you know, the young team just got a lucky core. But it was the beginning of a big run for the Texans, and now we're looking at like, oh, Jags, you need to. You need yeah. to step up here.
0: You better be ready for this game. So we've got the Texans coming in on a three-game win streak. CJ Stroud has thrown for three hundred thirty-three, 330 yards for the last three weeks. Mm. Uh, we did see three intercepts last week as well. Gosh, they like the threes. I love they? the threes. Yeah. And that's terrible for me. I can't pronounce three properly at all. So this is great. Why did I get this one? Anyway, so we, I digress. Uh, they've developed these beautiful wide receivers. Nico Collins is a player and Tank Dell spearheads this offense now as a wide receiver. I, he's been incredible. I think he could be a player. Mm. Like I've said before, him and CJ Stroud, if they keep growing in this at this rate, who knows where they'll stop, where their limit is. It's exciting. He's a really good player to watch. Um, and we've also seen that the, the Texans have a running game.
1: Yeah, yeah, De- Devin Singletary. Whoa, where did you come from,
0: boy? Yeah. Where did He's you come from? Sitting waiting, and yeah, and
1: if he can repeat the performance he had, I think last week.
0: It was last week, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. my, yeah. Then this is this is a multi-threat offense out of nowhere. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, so you know we've got a good matchup here, and then we look on the other side of the fence. We've got Trevor Lawrence coming off what I think was his best showing in twenty twenty three. Oh yeah. Great performance last week. Like I said, they brought the intensity. They brought all the aspects that we wanted to see from them. We saw big games from Calvin Ridley, who put up big numbers. Christian Kirk, as well, was really solid. We didn't see uh, – Zay Jones is back now from injury, and we didn't see a big output from him. But I did – I do see an upside to him coming. Uh, the tight end Ingram, as well. He had a had – a, Down numbers last week in a big performance for the Jags so they've got a little bit of upside to happen as well and I see you know we've established they've got a running game as well so we're balancing out these two teams really well and then it's just really who can produce better on the day Uh, it's going to be a matchup I really I'm really balancing overall experience over the new kid in the town but I can see it going either way Kat it is going to be a super game should be high intensity, slightly different styles. We've got the, uh, you know, the Texans are flashy; they're looking yeah. good, they're they're shiny. But the Jags are dependable; they're very dependable. So, where does that sit us? I think the Jags have been the more consistent team over the journey. They're on a they're on a longer run here. They're they're six out of the last seven since they did lose to Texans. So I, I feel <coughs> they've got the pedigree. But I do like the shininess of the Texans, but I will sit the Jags for now.
1: I think it all comes down to the defense, especially with the Jags' performance, because when they faltered in games, and I'm not even talking about the games they just lost in particular, it's when the defense hit them really hard, and their options kind of seemed to shut down quite quickly. So I think if the Texans can get off to a start, start disrupting, Will Anderson can get in there, but also not not give up any silly penalties or anything like that. We did see a bit of that their last game. They can really catch the Jags off. Like I can, I can either see it being Texans 24 to three, or it's a balanced game that goes down to a field goal. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Currently, I really want to pick the Texans, but I love the I Jags. think
0: I, I think we all want to see it. We want that fantasy, that storyline to continue because mm. they are, they're on a charge at the moment and they're very, their style is exciting. The, the coaches are doing great. They're, yeah. they're producing. They're, it's a pretty style. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more pretty than Jacksonville Jags. It's like they're
1: they're systematic. I feel they've got like yeah. a, an operation yeah. there.
0: They're a good they're a good all round team, and that's where I put the balance with them. I want to see the Texans. I know we've done it once already. I said you got to beat the champ, and they've beat them already. But we'll make it rumble in the jungle, number two here in in the in the south here.
1: Yeah, but for I, sure.
0: I I do, I do like like Will Anderson Jr. Right, he's had a great couple of games, and he has been getting at the quarterback two sacks, I think, in the last three weeks. They still got a little bit of work to do there, mm. so that's yeah. where I put the balance with the Jags.
1: Who's at home for this one? Texans. It's a Texans
0: home game, so again, you sort of that's mm. where you sort of mm, the balance is. It, it's a tough, it's a really tough matchup. It should be, hopefully it's a one-score game. Yeah. I think it would be, but...
1: I'm not fully locked in here, but to balance the scales, I'll, I'll take the Texans on this one. All right. <laughs> Moving on to two teams that, you know... Should they be in the headliners, homie? I think yes. if this matchup was in October, we wouldn't have really been talking about it, but these are two teams that continue to win despite inconsistencies, and it's the Broncos hosting the Browns at Mile High Stadium in Denver. Now, offensively... These teams are matched, both averaging approximately 21 points per game. The Broncos have escaped both a win by about one to two points in three of their last four games. And just holding in, just on narrow victories, seem to, to hold on better than the team in front of them. Now, the Browns produce an average of 325.8 yards per game, with the Broncos not far behind. So pretty even in this little matchup. Now, even if the stat lines aren't impressive... And you can think of these as lucky victories. I think the Broncos have certainly turned a corner here. You know, we can't think of them as we did. I don't know whether it's Sean Payton clicking with this team, Russell Wilson finding himself a little bit more comfortable. There's, you know, there's heart in this team now. There's a bit of hope there. I think they're second or in the AFC West. If they're not just below the Raiders there. Um, but they're coming. They're coming up in the AFC West, and they're trying to take on these huge victories. What have you seen, Homie, in the Broncos that you think shifted your opinion on this team? That why are they kind of on this run right now?
0: Well, they're, they're second. They're second in AFC West, five and five, um, equal wins with the Raiders. I what I've seen from them is it's like a progressiveness of, like obviously their defense. That's their number one at the moment. they t- they're not allowing teams to score more than twenty. That, that gives you such an advantage to try and win a game. Mm. And then we just see on on the back of that, so they're, they're laying on that. So that is the, if they give up more than 20, they're probably going to lose. Because yeah. uh, that's all Russell can yeah. produce at the moment with this. But we saw, we've just seen them progress week by week. They've been, we said it, we did say it back when like that the coaching style looked like he was, he broke them yeah. and then started to rebuild them. And it, I see that with the Broncos, we sort of see little improvements every week with Russell. Like he's he's not putting up those career numbers, but should we expect him to? Probably not. But no. he's just progressing every little week. Little cut. We see Sutton now in the air. Oh yeah. We see little connections. We see a little bit a, a new piece every week, and their running game has been strong throughout these games, which people are not speaking about as well. So yeah, they've they've built, got two building blocks. And they're working it, they're working it, and working it.
1: Well, I think where these teams are outranked is obviously the Browns' defense. And, you know, we don't do a review about them without talking about that. But they they still hold the top of every stat line in defense. That's been enough for them to stay in the game. You know, they've also had this shift up with quarterbacks, though. We've had Deshaun, Mm -hmm. we've had PJ, now we've got uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson or DTR. He's managed a 50% completion rate and no passing touchdowns uh, in the last two games he's played for the Broncos. Still getting the victories. You know, does he and the Browns' run game have enough to outscore the Broncos and clutch it in key moments? Which I think this would come down to. I think the Broncos are, are going to get thwarted by this defense for sure. But I just I think they have enough to stop DTR. Uh, sorry, stop DTR's offense. And I think it's actually going to be very evenly matched. I don't like it, but I'm leaning Broncos in this one. I think it's a very yeah. interesting game for analysis for us to see what we can learn from these teams, but it's just not going to be pretty to watch.
0: Yeah. The, un- the unfortunate thing is trying to measure up the Browns quarterback. Like, yeah. That is a position that we can, we just can't see output from. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the Browns defense are going to keep them in the game, but we, it is so hard to measure what we will get out of DTR. Yeah. And, um, a little name that we were talking about last week, uh, Joe F- Flacco. Yeah, uh, I thought he was at the Jets, but it turns up he's in waiting at the Browns. They, that's where he went to. They. I wouldn't him. be
1: surprised if he made a half time appearance if things weren't going well. But
0: it also makes it so hard as well because you just the quarterback for the Browns is such a spot that we cannot. We could analyze all the other positions, but yeah. we do not know the output, and that just leans it. You want to trust. You want to trust the team when you yeah try to pick them, and it, the bro- Broncos are at home, so they I feel like that's an extra
1: advantage. Some, as well. Yeah, they get a bigger advantage more than yeah. most teams at home. And yeah. It, at, could you imagine, Holme, if Nick Chubb was was in this game? You know, you'd be like, oh, oh they could uh, just run it all day. They've got the defense. Yeah, it was run it all yeah, day. Yeah, and
0: they had a really like I'd been backing the running game for the Bron- uh, for the Browns. Sorry, and last week they didn't have the output because obviously everyone knows what they're doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So you can pencil that in. But uh, David Njoku might be one factor for the Browns, though. Uh, He was the only connection that uh, DTR was hitting up. So Mm. let's look for a big game from him that might swing it.
1: Where are you leaning on that one, homie? I'm sitting Broncos. um,
0: I just can't trust the offense of the Browns, even though I know the defense is elite.
1: Very fair. All right. What's the next up? All right, okay. Yes. Headline game. you know i leave believe this who, who one. Have
0: you got? So I'm, I'm going the Giants and the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> why? Yes. No, why? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we always try and talk about one or two teams that I've played. This might be the last chance we can talk about these two That's very in, fair. This, in this bracket. Uh, we've got the two worst scoring teams in the league. But I thought for a little bit of fun, I'm going to give you four stat lines okay for both for both teams and you're going to tell me which team is which so i'll run through them
1: okay wait you... so it's, so it's a, okay okay go 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 yeah it's all right you'll I'm get ready. it when i'm, I'm ready get going. you'll get it
0: okay so 32nd in points per game 32nd in yards per game 27th in sacks per game 25th in qb hits okay next one 31st in points per game 26th In in yards (laughs) per game 29th in sacks per game 32nd in QB hits per game Which one is which? I'd say the top
1: one was the Giants And the bottom one was the Pats you got it. Hey, there we go. It was, it was a tough oh, decision.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter because they're both bottom yeah. of the barrel. <laughs> this is going to be our blockbuster. In the all, oh, this is my train wreck of the week, and oh, I cannot my train wreck wait. Of the year, <laughs> but it, it is, it is so interesting to see these two teams play each other because there's no doubt that one of these two teams is going to blow this game up. (laughs) Like like, there has to be with, when they're that bad, like there has to be one game that you go elite on. We saw the Giants last week, put up 31 points. Mm. The Patriots have only scored 21 points over 21 points once. And it's like, I just think who are we going to see in this game? It's All over us,
1: it? it is. It is. I just love the idea that they're both in their locker room circling, going, Oh, this is the one we're gonna flog yep. it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I just love that they're like, All right, guys, we're, we're 27th in sacks, they're 29th. We've got, yeah, them we've, here. got the we've got, we've <laughs> we've absolutely got them here. Like, we are gonna ram it down them. It's like, Oh, uh, I just, I just love every aspect of this matchup. I just think it's. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it and just see what carnage may come of it. Uh, like I said, Sequel Barclay is probably the shining light for the, probably the game. He's probably the main person you've got to think He's of when the you own this game. He's the only person besides Tommy uh,
1: DeVito just because the last last week. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'm, I think, uh, but the problem is the Pats are good at, Stopping the run. Yeah. So it's like the one thing they are good at is the one thing (laughs) (laughs) the Giants have. What a balancing act. But I think this game could be decided in the running game. I do think uh, Stevenson and Zeke Elliott for the Pats might be a little bit, that one thing the Giants are bad at you stopping the run. Mm. So that, it's such an intriguing battle here. I just love everything about it. And I what just... a
1: disaster. And also you hate these type of games because both teams yep. wear blue and red and you can't tell which are which.
0: I This will really hurt me, the colour.
1: <laughs> uh, it it won't matter. It really yeah. won't matter in this game, I don't think. Uh.
0: But this could be a genuine three to three kind of outcome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm I'm hoping one team just blows it up.
1: What uh, happens if what, you know you get to an end of the game and they're donuts to donuts? It's just zero all. Do you go to overtime? It would be overtime. Do you it would to, be right. What a sad yeah. time. Yeah, I'd love to be. watch that. Honestly, I would watch every second of that grueling game. <laughs>
0: that would be good, actually. Um, I think uh, I have put the balance with the Patriots just based on the running game, um, but if They can get it to Barclay in the air as a receiver. I think it'll slide back to the Giants. But at the moment, I'm sitting with the Pats.
1: I kind of like the Giants for a fun pick here because Mm. I think in my mind, I've lost all hope or potential in the Pats and they're not even exciting. Like at least the Giants, when everything's come out and they've, they've, they've got basically nothing, DeVito comes out. As we've said, he's made some weird comments about his mum still cooking dinner and making his bed for him. He's That's an, just an enjoyable storyline. Saquon's actually an impact player, no matter what team he's on. Just a bit more exciting. There's a little bit more energy in the Giants' base because they've really got nothing to lose, where the Pats have lost their dynasty and, and all their credibility there. So
0: I'm enjoying Kayvon. Tibodeau. Yeah. yeah. I'm also liking him a lot too. Like, they've actually got some characters again, the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to pencil them because I, I enjoy them more. But yeah. uh, I, analytically, I think yeah. the cats yeah.
1: might <laughs> That's have. where I'm kind of at. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but, it but could do be analytics matter in this game? Maybe yeah, not. That's what I'm
0: thinking. That's <laughs> what I gave everyone. Like, you could pick this one on a motion. Yeah. Like, yeah. just go with it because they are bottom of the barrel. You're okay. You're okay.
1: Okay, moving on. We are back to this old chestnut homie. It's not a game we've seen before, but it's basically the game we've been talking about in any review of this team or the other. It's the battle of the NFC South with the Falcons hosting the Saints. And I can't say I missed reviewing these teams during the bye week. I was kind of glad to get a little break from the Falcons I agree. and Saints. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, this, there actually are stakes here though. We've got stakes on the line. We've been talking about them all season. They're fighting for the number one spot in their division, which is a front row pass to the playoffs. This is the first of two matchups they'll have. They actually come together in week 18 as well, which I'm hoping and what looks likely from how mm. both teams are playing will actually end up deciding who goes in. Um, don't forget the Bucks are still in this race, but we'll get to them in a little bit. Falcons, let's start off with them. Three-game losing streak heading into this. We've had our issues with Arthur Smith for sure there's a problem in the coaching but the quarterback has returned you can't get rid of him can't get rid of him desmond Rita. Yeah. he's been put back in the number one QB spot after they demoted him briefly arthur smith has said he's going to ride it out for the rest of the season as the number one QB is this a failed experiment homie like what do you think you know this decision Five. says about what they were doing here I think he did his
0: hamstring. Like, it's not like he didn't make the choice. (laughs) It it was put in front of him and he just tried to put a headline around it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it it was not his choice. It was, this was done purely by situational. (laughs) And it's just like, uh, you can say what you want, Arthur, but
1: how much you've had? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You've had it. But uh, how much do you think you, you learn? being put back on the bench, do you reckon it invigorates you? Like, it depends but, on the person you are. Does it put you down? Yeah,
0: you it, would, it would definitely be personality-based. Like, it, it could create that resilience, like, that drive. But I don't think – Ritter hasn't been lack of effort. Like, he's – it seems like he's not supported in the system to get the output that he needs. It's like we've seen confusing things from the Falcons. We can't quite see – they not too dissimilar to the Steelers in a way, where it's like – what are you, what are you, plays are you producing here? It's like you've, you've got this high draft pick, but you're not overly exposing the running game to then open up the secondary. And you're like, they're not really, they're quite confusing in the way they structure their plays. So I don't think it's always on Ritter himself. And surely he lost a lot of confidence. And it's not like you can go back to reserves or anything like, it's not like the AFL <laughs> or, or Like the league, you don't go get a freshen up and get mm-hmm. 100 possessions in the in yeah, the reserves and they come back and say, yeah, I feel a like good boy. Yeah, you don't maybe. even
1: practice with the number one offense. Nah, he wouldn't
0: have got reps either. Mm. So I don't know how they think that would have helped him, but uh, but maybe he just needed a chop out and maybe just the maybe. freshen up will be everything. But
1: I, I don't think it changes much for the Falcons. I think the ceiling of Ritter is a bit higher, but... Who knows there? The real person we'll be looking for is Bijan Robinson, who was oh. a, given a, that elevated roll back against the Cardinals um, and the Falcons, I'm hoping, should be giving him that responsibility once again. Now the Saints, they've won two of their past three games. They toppled the Colts, the Bears, uh, and then did lose to the Vikings just before the bye week. As it feels like we've been saying all season, their offense has the talent yet we don't see it fully click into gear. We had a taste of it against the Colts where they rolled, I think, 38 points, 39 mm. points in that matchup. It looked great, Um, and that's what we wanted to see. But I think a lot of their victories kind of depend on Carr's passing and Carr in general because he's still in concussion protocol. He's not been confirmed to play yet. He's going to be cleared, but he has been training and progressing. He Basically, they just need the... uh Non-team neurologist to come in and, and tick the boxes so he can play. Keep an eye on that before you put your picks in for this one. But I've got the scales there. Help me. I um,
0: I think if Car plays personally, I think that's the the way I was analyzing this game was like you could just pick a matchup, and if if the if the player beats that player in yeah. that position, so we're talking like running back, running back. If, if <coughs> Kamara has a better game than Bijan, the Saints win. Yeah, if you do the same in the quarterback, if Carr has a better game than Ritter, the Saints win. Yeah, and that's where I sort of look at those little matchups, and I start to see, you know, I'm like, again, it's that pedigree of the Saints, and you go, oh, they've got the they've got that veterans, those stars. Yeah, at yep. any moment, you know, and you look back at the Colts game, and um, Taysom Hill was lighting it up, and it's like he could be an X factor. When they, see, him, when they use yeah, him, when they use him, When they use him, like, will they use him correctly? Like, yeah. and I sort of, I look at that and I look at it that against the Falcons, and I just think the Saints might win one of these matchups, but I really want to see a breakout game by Bijong. So, yeah,
1: yeah. me too. Like, that, that is an. I, I think it's unfortunate that we kind of still have to justify the Saints in the same way we justified them at the beginning of the season. And I'm, I'm yeah. totally with you there in all in your, your thoughts because that's exactly how I feel. And I thought, oh, surely we've learned something. But I just think we haven't. Like, I just really haven't learned much from this team. I don't think they've progressed mm. that much. It's concerning, but there is a bye week and some teams can make it on the bye week. Yeah. So I'm leaning Saints too. But if there is a major effort from Bijan, if they actually focus on the running game for the Falcons and not the passing game, could make a difference here we're all done with the headliners but we've got a couple more games to go homie are you ready let's do it
0: all right let's head to the roundup uh we've still got some games that are there's a lot of 50 50s this week caddy there is a lot we did do our homework and i tell you did it get clearer I'm not overly sure.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly know for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We might have confused
0: ourselves even more. Possibly. It's like, let's just do emotive picks. It is a lot easier. <laughs> but uh, we've still got it. We've got it for you. We'll present it to you. You can make your decisions. Cad, Take us to the Colts first box. Okay. I'm interested.
1: Two teams. This one actually caught our eye, I think, a little bit. We were thinking of putting this in the headline again because it is one of those tricky, tricky kind of who seizes the moment in this game? Colts versus the Buccaneers. Colts have managed to rise up, losing their first-round draft pick QB Anderson, Anthony Richardson on the back of Gardner Minshew, but Minshew has come through mm-hmm. and been this little long-haired hero and carried the Colts to a lot more victories than we think they should. Huge offensive numbers, um, and they've been kind of been able to battle some of the best defenses in the league. The Bucs, though, I feel are just also in that Saints-Falcons camp as we have them in that division. They're only one game out of the... I think they're a third, five and three. Check that one Maybe for me, for homie.
0: You. I'll check that for you.
1: But they've been grinding and fighting each game and we're seeing better and better things out of Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans who are clicking more as a duo as the season goes on. The Bucks, they need to kind of win every single game that they've got in front of them. And the Colts is one that they would have circled to take on. I just think it's going to be a tough ground. I think on the defensive side, they're evenly matched. Similar overall defensive ranking, similar sack rate. I think I trust more in Minshew's Ability to escape from the pocket and succeed in plays than I do Baker's right now. Hoping for a shootout here, but I think fresh off the bye, I'm leaning on the Colts on this one.
0: The Tampa Bay, they're four and six. So I'll give you the NFC staff just because so you can get the context here, Mm. just the top three. So New Orleans are five five, Falcons are four six, Tampa Bay are four six. So all these games are very important because it'll snakes and ladders otherwise. Um, India five and five. The thing I I think this is a really good matchup though for Tampa. I just think Indy play this risk and reward style of game. So they're going to put on 30 Yeah, they'll give you 30. <laughs> and it's like, is that sustainable? Probably not. Probably not. not. And no. It, and it's like, and I feel like the bucks are that factor too. Like they like to put on points as well. And that's the one thing they've done well this year is put on points. And I just think over to you, Baker Mayfield, like yeah. this is the game for you, right? It's like, a team that's willing to give you points, can you put up thirty five? Yeah. And
1: take if them? they, if you hear the call, can you answer? Because yeah, they're, they're going to leave the gates right open for you.
0: I hate this because we ask this question of Baker every week, like because like, it's it's on him, but yeah. it's like we ask it of him, and he kind of gives us. 80%. You
1: know, it's like I'm nearly gonna oh, do it. I'm nearly oh, gonna do it.
0: Oh, don't and it's like you want to back him. You want to back him to get one. And I yeah. I'm actually leaning towards backing him for this week. I think I think he can make those. Uh Mike Evans, I do have to check in on Godding. I think he might be questionable at the moment. Okay and might take away one of his options. But I do see I do see this a good matchup for the Bucks. And I think I'm actually leaning towards them but I don't feel comfortable doing it.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel none of these picks will be comfortable with. Good luck to whoever you side with. Homie, you've got an interesting one next.
0: It's sort a sad one for me. i got the Bengals versus the Steelers. Uh, Joe Burrow won't be back, but they've helped us out. We've got Jake Browning. JB, we don't have to. I don't have. To, I can just abbreviate. It. We can think he's still here. JB, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> who is Jake Browning? We saw a little bit of him in the second half of last week. We did see some connection. He's not. He's actually been in waiting. I saw some quotes from him. He's he's looking forward to this moment. He's been building for this. He's been waiting for his opportunity. And we did see some signs early. You know, he did some hits with Jamar Chase for a TD. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Well done. Will T. Higgins play? He probably needs him. Yeah, I think he's questionable at the moment. That's probably that's probably where we we need to check in because that will be very pivotal to them having any chance to win this game. And then everything everything else is over to Mixon at running back. Uh, he had a great game last week on the
1: ground and catches. He's had an ex- outstanding season from yeah. where he came yeah. from last year for sure.
0: Yeah, and if the Bengals have any chance of winning, it will have to be both. It'll be all on his back, I think. Uh, we know the defense is good enough for Cincinnati. They've had twelve interceptions this season. Another player to watch, or another matchup here: Trey Hendrickson mm-hmm. is on a charge at the moment. He is. I think he's a. I think he's. I can't remember how many sacks he's got, but he is one who's got an intensity. Keep an eye out for him. We put him up against T.J. Watt. Uh, these are the two guys I'm watching in this game. It's going to be amazing. So we start to look at Pittsburgh. They haven't given up 21 points in six games. Jalen Warren mm. turned up last week in the second half. Big carries. He's um And what a sense he bad at, giving up the run. Yeah. 7.4, yeah. 4.1 a game. You know, it's like, I know, I know we've still got a Kenny Pickett in the seat. But I think there's enough here from Pittsburgh to win over a, a rookie quarterback in a team that really probably have signed off their season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the Bengals are missing a, an effective tight end here. Yeah. Hayden Hurst last year, who played for them, had mm. some outstanding um, passes and, and assistance. And for a rookie quarterback to come in and have a tight end option on checkdown would have been a lot better for them. If T. Higgins is playing under. And you've got Jamar Chase for the higher option. That kind of would be a better balance because I don't know if JB Jake Browning can be throwing these deep balls to Jamar that that win games for the Bengals, um, and they've been struggling already. So I think it's an interesting one. Steelers defense is going to give him a challenge for sure, yeah. but it, it is yeah. all on the Steelers offense to at least, you know, turn on this game. Will they be on? Will they be off? We don't know. It's every third week seemingly. So
0: yeah, it is. It's a it's a really It's an interesting matchup because it's like the Steelers should go on and win this very easily. Yeah. Like, but they don't ever do anything easily. So you you end up questioning, can they do it again? Yeah. And, you know, but – you never back a team that just got their coach fired. Yeah. I mean, you always back a team that their coach just
1: got yep. fired. Matt Canada's so gone. Maybe, maybe, maybe we might up. have
0: the we might have the witches dead kind of game like the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders
1: did I, maybe, and if that's the case, I think what Steelers fans are looking for is the George Pickens show. Yeah, that this wide yeah. receiver gets lit up. Um, yes, Kenny Pickett very much likes Deontay Johnson. He's not that the offense recently hasn't been targeting Pickens, who everyone thinks is a game changer. Maybe we get to see it this week. It's very exciting. Um, I like it. I like when it's like, oh, we've got a playground now. You get an interim. Or maybe Mike Tomlin's calling the offensive players. I don't know. But I'm excited. Me too. Moving it on to the Titans, who are hosting the Panthers in Tennessee this week. Now, there are not many games, homie, that are as potentially winnable for the rest of the season as this one is for the Panthers. Uh, I believe the ESPN prediction thing, which can't be trusted at any point, but it gives them a thirty three point three percent chance of winning this game, which is as high as it's likely going to be for the rest of the season. Panthers are one and nine, Titans three and seven. Now we know that the Panthers and their number one draft pick have been struggling, and you know have been far outshone by what the Texans and CJ are doing. Hold me. do you think they have the potential to fight and claim this one?
0: They have the potential, like it this is it's on the it's the game for them it's the you know they had one chance I can't believe they still won that game when you look back on it Mm. right uh that's hard to think that they beat the Texans now uh but I think this is the game they would have penciled in the other factor is like Will Levis actually had a good game last week which Mm, he did which uh I don't think you can pick the Titans, but you can support the Panthers. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm right. I don't think you can the pick the right. Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can pick the Panthers, but you can support the Panthers. And yeah, that's where that's where I'm going with this one. I I've got the Titans as the, as they should be favorites, but I've got a little eye on the Panthers. That this is your this could be your one. This could be your one.
1: Yeah, look, Will Levis been putting up very decent numbers as a rookie in his four starts. He's at 857 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, their running game is oddly the thing that's holding back the Titans right now. Derrick oh, Henry yeah. has gone over 100 What's yards. What's going on there? Just twice What's this go- season. Yeah, yeah. He has um he has a grand total of 62 yards in the past two weeks, where it should it's be closer so to 200 yards if you want that comparison but they have lost five of their past six games. Now, the Panthers oddly have one of the top six defenses in yards allowed, which is interesting, but Bryce Young, 55% completion rates in the past two games. Uh, the only game they won, he had a rate of 71%, which is his highest rate, and it's kind of indicating you know maybe this is more on Bryce. I know obviously the offensive line, has difficulties, but when Bryce has a good game, this team has a good game um their run game's barely noticeable i really struggle to see the good in the panthers i'm going with the titans as well putting it on the back of will but there is an opening here there is an opening for sure
0: i tried to find an actual stat line to actually see if i could tip the panthers yeah so that's what i was doing as well (laughs) yeah when i saw the um the amount of sacks bryce young got last week i think it was Let's go plus five anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's hitting the grass way too much. And it was just like, guys, helping me out. I think it was might have been even eight last yeah. week. But it was just like everyone's just running their Christmas bonus up on um on Bryce Young at the moment. So
1: It would take supreme, you know, mental fortitude for Bryce to step onto that field every week with yeah. a one and nine record being like, all right, I'm fighting for this win again today. And he looks like the kid who has the heart to do it, but I just can't believe that it doesn't impact him and the team oh. going into these games. Yeah. I hope they're looking after him mm, for sure.
0: All right. Moving on to Cardinals versus Rams. Mm. Now this nearly also made it in the headline games. Uh, NFC South battle here. We've got the, you know, the Rams that are flying high. They've got a they've still got the chance. They've got the chance of making it. Uh, Staff that is quality. Puken is outrageous. Cooper Cup questionable mm-hmm. will he play but there's there's actually more question marks around this so not only is he questionable so is puka nakua
1: yeah and it's like oh no oh dear if you take the, if
0: you take those two elements out of this game where does that leave us
1: <laughs> what is the that, rams without their uh, two wide receiving options yeah <laughs> <laughs> it
0: just leaves donald he might come on to the offense oh like, aaron
1: donald uh, uh, Donald, sorry. I always
0: say Donald. I don't know why. Sam Donald. It, yeah, that's right. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, you, but it's you, mean like,
1: you, you think you should put Aaron Donald in, in running back? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all.
0: That is what I've uh, got to really digress here, but it's like it is something I'm surprised you don't see that they don't move defense and offense around. Like I know it's very positional, but it's like, Coming from Australian straight sports, you're like, oh, give him a go. Give the like, big fella a run. Yeah. Like, like, give him a go. We saw how
1: uh, quick Jason Kelsey was moving in that Eagles Chiefs game. Put him in the yeah. backfield, let him run one in for a touchdown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just like uh, Jonah Lomu style. Like, just like <laughs> yeah. let him light it up one out. I think that's where they, because like, they punch it out and they strip it out of them, the big boys would probably just get stripped off them. But uh, yeah, I do, pretty- I do always go, like, come on, give you one. Give you one. <laughs> they do Find it in it
1: college, they did it with Jordan Milato back in the oh. day, and they ran him through like a bowling ball. <laughs>
0: How scary would that be? It was
1: horrifying. It was quite All cool right, to watch. No, but I'm, back, sorry. Back. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, so the Cardinals had this guy called Kyler Murray. Like, So oh, okay. he played. Yeah, he plays them. He, he was an old veteran. Now he's back. Oh, when you think about this, this is probably the first game of the year that we've seen two veterans go up against each other, right? Geez,
1: yeah. Well like yeah. veteran for Kyler is a funny thing, but he's he's not a veteran, but in comparison, yeah, I you. I get you. Yeah. yeah. This season he's a veteran, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so we've got Kyler Murray, he's we see glimpses of that former player. We did he ran for 53 last week, and that's basically gonna be
1: that's his how game. they win
0: this game. Yep. But Aaron Donald, as we spoke about, he's hungry. He's a very hungry, hippo. And he will chew up that little calamari as he runs through there. So I uh, I think that the run game will be huge this week. We've got to check in with those injuries late. If they play, the, I'm going the Rams. Yeah.
1: If they play, interesting. Yeah, like I think I'm with you there. If they're not there, you know, we've seen Kyler kind of, he's kind of fit in back with the Cardinals. We're seeing better things out of them with him there. Still not a winning team. We've not really seen any dominance from them at all, with Kyler or without. Oh, I'd have to go Cardinals, but I don't know. I feel like the Rams have more on that team. I just feel there's, like more, there's, on the there's, there's more, more on the line. There's more on the line. Yeah, but
0: but the the Cardinals have been building defensively as well, so that's what my concern is. If those, if if Stafford doesn't have those players for him, mm-hmm. they the secondary's been pretty good for. For For the Cardinals. um, Cardinals. And they got some intercepts last week too. So they got a little bit of confidence there. They're dangerous. But but you've got to sit with the Rams. They have more on the line.
1: All right, moving it on. The Chiefs go to Vegas to take on the Raiders this week. Obviously disappointed in their receivers generally this year. And especially from that game against the Eagles. Now, Holme, you and I were talking about the the loss they needed uh, off air. And at the week... At the end of week eleven in that matchup, we basically think how how we don't think that this will actually impact the Chiefs overall. They had issues beyond the receivers. This Chiefs offense isn't the same as we saw last season. There are holes in it, but these are things that they can fix. Um, you know, the loss they needed to have, as we said, we identified some issues. We saw some great things. Defense is outstanding. Their game planning is relatively unmatched by the coaching team. It just gives Andy Reid the opportunity to go, all right, boys, we saw it out there. We need to fix this. Now, I'm not sure if you saw the press conference with Pat Mahomes uh, after the game.
0: A little bit. Little, little bits of it. Snippets of it.
1: you got to respect the man. Like, he took all the blame oh, for, that, so for that for drop that drop catch for MBS, um, which he goes, oh, you know, I should have just... I could have dropped it a little bit shorter for him. That would have been an easier catch. Now... We all know it was Marcus Valdez-Cantling's fault that he dropped it, but what a leader in the locker room. And I'm not going to be surprised to see if Marquez gets a starring role this week. Ooh, I
0: like that. I like that. Yeah, just to kind
1: of Patrick go and get your confidence back for you, get the confidence back for the fans, get them back in all of us, and we'll just move on straight past this. And I think that is something I can see Patrick and Andy doing if they really get around Marquez and, and do respect him as a receiver. The Raiders, on the other hand, interesting position here, homie. They're third in the AFC West uh, and are not out of the race for the wild card slot, but they need to put in a supreme effort to turn this tide, if it's even possible at all. And the issue here is they're coming up against the Chiefs' defense. And even though we've seen potential in Aiden O'Connor, still hasn't had you know a consistent game yet. A lot of rookie errors. We saw that game against the Dolphins. We thought, all right, hold on, the Raiders are kind of in this intercepts turnovers intercepts just rookie errors. we're going to see I always love an AFC matchup AFC West matchup Max Crosby defensive end he loves hunting Patrick Mahomes there's like a love hate war between those two no way I'm going against the Chiefs this week but I am I'm watching closely I want to see uh, how they begin to learn from this Eagles loss
0: yeah I think you're on the money there I think yeah I think the Chiefs The thing about the cheese is they're only going to fix up one element, one element. Not like all these other teams that are going to fix up multiple elements. It's just like, you know, everyone knows they they walk in the change room, they write one thing on the the whiteboard, catch it. Catching. Oh, okay, okay, we're okay, we could do that, right? We could do that. Guys remember
1: butterflies, uh, lock your thumbs. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) cup it underneath, cup (laughs) it, you know? I just think think it's it's an easy fix for the cheese in a system that's really strong. Mm. Like it, they, I am sure they had some deep conversations during the week, but I, I'm sure they can work through it. And um like, I, I would like to think the disruptors can do something, but I think
1: the pedigree is too high here. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I think the chiefs, when they verse anyone from the AFC West, they just, for some reason, trip. At some point, some point in the game, it's because they them. see each other.
0: It's see each other too often, right? Because <laughs> it's like you can work each other out. You probably get a bit lazy. Maybe, you know? yeah. Like well, you...
1: the Broncos, they went down to the Chargers was like a close game for the beginning, mm. and then the Raiders just are disruptive at any point. And it just, yeah, it happens. It's usually a good matchup. I think usually the other teams in the AFC West are actually a bit more competitive, uh, except for the Broncos. Um, <laughs> but generally, <laughs> it's going to be a good matchup. I think um, be watching that one. But you've got the uh, the other team that came out of that matchup last week. Oh yeah coming up so this next.
0: This is this is a game I'll be watching. Um I'll be watching the Eagles versus the Bills. Yeah. Mm. The Eagles head into this game, favorite, and they're the team to beat in the NFL at nine and one. Yeah. Things couldn't be better as they come off the win against the Chiefs and held Mahomes to one seventy seven. Some Mercedes wide receivers held him to 177, <laughs> but you know we won't debate that here today. But I think uh, we've got a really interesting matchup here. I think the Bills obviously have they've built something now around James Cook, the running back. They've found that you know how to help Josh Allen.
1: Don't make him Craig pass. To,
0: it. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Give him, give him an, less opportunities. Yes. He can't, he can't go as rogue as he normally does. So they're giving it off to James Cook. It's a su- surprise, surprise. He's had two great, outstanding games, putting up big yards. We've also seen that this has opened up tight end Kincaid. He's going, Doctor Kincaid.
1: How good's mm-hmm. he looking? Fantastic. And, and Khalil Shakir. Yeah,
0: what a surprise! Taking the balance of Diggs, who's not putting up good numbers,
1: no. It, he, but they had the difference, though. I think if you look at the stats here from last game, Khalil Shakir had three receptions for 115 yards, which is yeah, crazy. It, it did help, and Stephon it help. had four for 27. Like, I think there's uh, a yeah. the, <laughs> Khalil the, got
0: as the, the run after the carry was yeah. Shakir's thing. I think he went for 80. In yeah. one. So, yeah. uh, so but it's like I think they do need to fix up that connection with Diggs because we just don't need that narrative coming back in for the bills mm, because they've actually got a little bit of a one
1: that they weren't yeah. friends at the beginning of the season. Yeah.
0: You know, it always sits there with me. Every time I watch it, I look because like they're quite emotive both of them. So it's like, it's quite funny. They, they're not going to hold back on each other. I think that means they actually are good friends. Yeah. So uh, uh I think it's the, they're meeting at the right time. The bills, they obviously need, they can't drop any games for the rest of the season. Really? They yeah. could, theoretically can make it still but they've got to win these games I think the only way they're going to win this game is if the Eagles are hungover from from the from the win over the Chiefs like AJ Brown is questionable that is a little bit concerning yeah. um I think if he plays though he'll be very hungry because he wants to get that he didn't get much action last week so he'll be wanting those stat lines up he's struggling with a thigh injury but I Obviously, you can't go against the best team in the in the league right no, now.
1: No, you can't, and I'm I'm really curious to see. Are we going to see the Bills against the Gents, which we saw, and is you know were they really good because they were just versing practically nobody on the other side of the field, or have they fixed it, some things? And I'm not confident in that because they went down to the Broncos the week before and to the Bengals the week before that. It's it's a shame. I really wanted this to be a huge matchup and and really exciting, but got go to go the Eagles. Not to say the Bills won't fight for it, but yeah. Eggles all day. Now moving on to the Chargers, who host the Ravens at SoFi Stadium in this AFC matchup. In years past, these have been incredible games with Lamar versus Herbert. However, the Chargers, fortunately, I mean, not uh, not stacking up as well as we'd like them to, as we are devastatingly aware. But the Chargers gave us some hope against the Lions in their 41-38 matchup providing one of the more fun games of the season. However, we lost You know that little trust we gained back, that little hope we had, a little light, because they went down to the Packers by three points last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't just lose. They lost Joey Bosa as well.
1: Yes, which is a big impact to their game and pressuring the defense. And someone like Lamar and their running game, we need as much pressure on the edge as possible. Um, with this team right now, the culture in that room is incredibly down. Brandon Staley, as we highlighted last week, obviously feeling the pressure. The bells are starting the toll as the dead man starts walking. The Ravens, on the other hand, coming in hot. Just the complete opposite story. Auto charge. Yeah, they're cool. coming through. Not the charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop using that
0: word, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to strip it for my phone
1: <laughs> Look, they're coming in hot eight and three currently leading the AFC as the number one seed. And unlike the Chiefs, who are close behind them, they have a few challenges that lie ahead. Despite one of those challenges being the 49ers, I'm sticking with my main concern for them, which is staying healthy. We saw Lamar give us that scare last week. And obviously, it just ended up being Joe Burrow about five minutes later. But it just worries me because I've seen it season after season. You thought OBJ was carrying something, right, homie?
0: Yeah, it hasn't been validated. I'm still watching it. I though. think he's I'm, I'm,
1: he's been injured so much. He's just trying to not have to answer those questions again. I think yeah, you, yeah. you found a secret here.
0: Yeah, I'm on to it. But I, I'm really curious to see life after Mark Andrews. To tell you the truth, like mm-hmm. I think he's a really important player for them uh, at tight end, and he's been so reliable for Lamar Jackson as that chop out, that consistent. And I, I want to see them without him. I think this will be a really interesting game to see what yeah. comes out of that.
1: Does that get you know? Does that position get filled by the running game or the passing game? You know how do they that play that would normally go to Mark for a checkdown? How do they yeah. fight that one? But main focus for the Ravens here: get in, get out, uninjured, start prepping for the playoffs uh, in that big matchup against the 49ers coming in. I'll be tipping the Ravens, but I just have the I don't know maybe it's a it's just hope. Maybe it's just something in there. I just want to at least the Chargers put on an offensive show because these matchups in the past have been excellent. Just hoping, hoping we get a good show.
0: Moving on to the last game of Week 12. This will be your Tuesday game. And it doesn't get any easier for the last one either. So we've got (laughs) the Vikings versus the Bears. What a... Like, both teams coming off losses. I feel like this is an interview for the quarterbacks. Like they're they're both trying to get a job next season, yep, so it's like uh, it could be it could be them both on the move. Like I feel like we might have which is as strange as to think for a Vikings game that we could be just watching quarterbacks on the move running quarterbacks Try, yeah running quarterbacks, I, yeah yeah, like Minnesota, you know Minnesota loved to Blitz as well, so up against fields, he had a great game last week. he I think he went to over a hundred yards. Um, so he's definitely interviewing at the moment. He said, I'm in big trouble here. I've got five games for the rest of the season. I better show up and uh, tell everyone I am worth the money." Yeah. So uh, I think uh, watch out for that. I think both of them will be electric in this game. I do think Minnesota's defense has been strong and will be strong. Uh, Daniil Hunter, as we've highlighted, is having an outstanding season, but he's not alone in this. In this in this team, uh, they'll bring the pressure. And I think that will create the balance of power uh, in this game. Dobbs will need to improve. Last week's performance wasn't his strongest. Uh, he needs to make the least connection with um, tight end Hawkinson. And Jordan Addison needs to get some action again just to create that threat. Uh, could be, Could be a good game. Could be one decided in the run. Could be a game decided by Minnesota's defence. But I have the balance with Minnesota but I'm scared of the Bears at the moment because yeah. Justin Fields is – he seems like someone who could turn a game at any moment.
1: Yeah, the the Bears seem wily with him uh, under the centre, under but got to go Dobbs show. Got go to go the Vikes all day. Yeah. Number one, Sandy's probably been loving her Vikings coming through yeah. with a bit of hero moments. How How's she found uh, Dobbs?
0: Oh, she, she's adopted him. He's He's been invited to Christmas, but oh, he's, good. he's not – Yeah. Yeah. He's a part of the, he's a part of the Holmes now. So, yeah. So (laughs) no, it's been, um, we thought it's been good that they stayed alive, the Vikings. We thought it was really done for them when Kirk cousins went down and, and the refresher of, um, the refresh of Dobbs coming in has been really good for the, I think for the league as well. It's like, it's keeping them alive. I think they're, they're entertaining still, uh, you will not see Justin Jefferson this week, unfortunately. He has also said, uh, we can report it here, uh, my health is more important than your fantasy league. So, uh,
1: <laughs> It's so ridiculous that you have to say that. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, some, some snivelling <laughs> 20-year-olds are like, come on, Jefferson, yeah. just play for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, I'd sort of, um, I was looking to see if he was playing and I saw that headline. I was like, oh, that's so weird that you have to say that. It's like. It's okay. You can survive. (laughs) uh, Your life will go on. Mind, body is a lot more important. Yes,
1: than your uh, one-year season.
0: (laughs) uh, Yeah, so let's hope the Vikings get this so they can stay in contention. The Bears, you can just keep your draft picks. So let's stay (laughs) stay in the way of the
1: Vikings. (laughs) You heard it here first, Bears. (laughs) Listen to (laughs) (laughs) David. Damn it, they're going to win now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thank you, Holman. Thanks, Cad. Want
0: to get a turkey leg? Oh,
1: delicious! Get me one, <laughs> way then?